This section of Adilila is, uh, we find Krishnas Kaviras Goswami is warming up to the, to begin his narrative of the Leela. It's been quite a build-up thus far through uh, the first 12 chapters and still here we're 50 verses into the 13th chapter. And at this point, he's starting to give an an overview. So, we heard in the first uh, six and a half chapters almost the whole philosophy and theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, based on Krishnadas's own auto commentary, his own explanation of his own verses of invocation, the Mangala Charan. Some of which the verses he borrowed from others, of course, but they are his in terms of there being part of his Mangala Charan. And just to overview, the seventh chapter, of course, took us as well into a uh, expose on the shortcomings of Mayavad philosophy in the context of uh, a brief entrance into the Leela uh, that explained also the the method to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's madness, Namsan Kirtan. This was, of course, in Benares. It's a little bit out of place, as I've said before, because the Leela narrative hasn't even started, and the Leela of the conversion of Prakashananda Sarasati and the Mayabadis in Benares is, chronologically speaking, comes at the end of the Madhi Leela. Hmm? So this is the beginning of the Adi Leela before the narrative even starts. So, um, we learn there, though, if we pay attention, as to the power and efficacy of Namsan Kirtan and the difference between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's emotionalism and the foregoing of material emotion and the attempt to over subdue material emotion and transcend it through, through knowledge. Um, so, it's an important chapter. And then into the eighth chapter, of course, Krishna's Kaviraj writes in a confessional style, speaking about his own life and how he came to write Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And in the ninth chapter, he describes the figurative tree of love of God, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the gardener of, he's the tree itself, the fruits are love of God, the branches are the innumerable, innumerable devotees, and so forth. And, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu expresses a, a through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, a difficulty, a problem. Hmm? This is the, the, the problem of the guru. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu's problem was what to do with all the fruits hmm? on the tree of love of God. It was compared to a fig tree now, ego, 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 ego. I don't know if you have many here, but they have many, 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 many fruits. At our ashram, Audarya, in Northern California, we have a small fig orchard. And uh, this year we were, it's just starting, but we were inundated with figs. So I know the experience, <laughs> if you will, in terms of the metaphor. So the, the figurative tree of love of God is compared to a fig tree there in the ninth chapter. And many, many fruits, and Mahaprabhu perplexed what to do with them all. I can't eat them all, but I can't even distribute them all. 
I need help. Hmm? Um, so, it's kind of the problem that I've also um, expressed in citing the uh, famous verse of Rupa Goswami Vidagdamadava, Rupa Goswami's verse, um, Tundabali, Tunde, I can't remember all, but uh, how um, this is Purnamasi speaking in the narrative of Rupa Goswami and his drama um, about the power of Krishnanam. The context is that she's concerned that uh, Radha will fall in love with Krishna. She wants it to happen. And um, I think it's Dalita Saki says, you don't have to worry about it. She's already heard his name and she's finished. And so Purnamasi begins to glorify the power of Nam and says, oh, these two syllables are so powerful that when they enter the courtyard of the heart and dance there, then the one feels they need hundreds of ears and thousands of tongues to do justice to these names. So this is the problem. One who has a real experience of Nam has this problem. It's, it's, it's in one sense, the, the foundation of the spiritual love, Bhakti Rasa, is compassion. And interestingly, of course, compassion is also the foundation of the moral life. Moral life is a shadow hmm, of the absolute truth. Hmm. There's truth in it, hmm, in the moral life. But it's a shadow. I mean, after all, you, you can never perfectly... It's difficult, let's say, to be perfectly um, moral. And you press down here, it comes up over there. You, 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 where do you uh, begin? Where do you... You end um, the conclusion, of course, of contemplating that is to move toward towards contemplative um, life, inner life, hmm? because the world is, as I say, push down here, it comes up over there. <laughs> so it's it's difficult to arrive, if not impossible, at the perfect good. In this world, and, and and that should be an impetus. Realizing that, understanding that, to move in another direction of the perfect good. And of course, this world is thought to be shadow, reflection of the real world, so the world of real good, real beauty, perfect good, perfect aesthetics, and so forth. And it has logic or perfect logic or reasoning in its foundation. Hmm? Kind of a platonic world. Um, we call it Golok Vaikuntha. Hmm? So, at any rate, the love of God on that side hmm, has its beginnings in, in, in the compassion that the Vaishnavas are said to be reservoirs of Vanchakalpaturubhyasya kripasindubhyevacha. Patitanam Pabhanebhya Vaishnavayvanamunama Kripadukaduki some uh, what is it? Um Kripambudi. They have no suffering for themselves, but they feel sorrow 
for the sake of others. Hmm? So, in other words, the moral life is, is perfected when real compassion arises, because moral life is about how to behave in relation to others. When we arrive at real compassion, there are no others, hmm? because we see others only as extensions of ourself. As the Gita says, the perfect yogi sees the suffering of others as if it is his own, because he's, he's learned how to love his neighbor as himself, hmm? because he's seen beyond the differences, the appearance of difference, hmm? to the fact that all of us are experiencing suffering. Hmm? Suffering is something else than we, than we are. Hmm? Um, so anyway, we don't want to go into that at, at length, but when we see others as extension of ourselves, we see we are all some pandita, as Gita says, samadarshina. Hmm? This is this is a platform for um, real loving, a, a beginning of real loving, and it's the it's the perfection of the moral life, so to speak. Hmm? Um, because again, moral life is about how to behave with others, and if others are seen only as an extension of yourself, then you know how to behave with, you, with yourself. Hmm? So you will do to others as you would have them, as it said. The golden rule, do unto you. Hmm? So, from compassion, this is, a, this is a, a basis, a foundation, out of which then the possibilities of, of genuine spiritual love in relation to the Absolute. Compassion is only in relation to this world. Hmm? This is the problem in Vaikuntha. It's a problem for Narayan in Vaikuntha that as the object of love, hmm? who tastes love. God wants to taste also the love of compassion. He wants to bestow mukti, but there's no one to bestow mukti. Everyone's a mukta. Hmm? So another world is required. Hmm? So, Bhagavatam, how is... Uh, Sukadeva Goswami, spoken about by Sutta Goswami before he begins his, his narrative. Karunayaha Purana Guhyam. Karunayaha Purana Guhyam. The Guhyam, the secrets of this Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam, Karunayaha. He spoke out of Karunya, out of compassion, not out of any necessity hmm, for himself, but out of a sense of hmm, compassion for others. This is the motive hmm, that the outreach, the preaching, the dissemination should arise out of. And that's why we refer to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Rupa Goswami as referred to him as what? Mahabhadanaya Avatar. Hmm? Most compassionate, magnanimous, generous, so forth. So, there's a necessity. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had a necessity, the Guru has a necessity hmm, to share the wealth, so to speak. So, In that chapter, the ninth chapter, we hear this figurative tree of love of God, and this is also spoken of in the context of beginning to introduce the players in the, in the drama. Hmm? 
who are, metaphorically speaking, the many, many branches of the tree. The tree split into two trunks of Nityananda and Advaita, and then the many branches, Gadadhar, Srivas, this one, and sub-branches and so forth. Hmm? And so that carries us into the 10th, 11th, and 12th chapters, which are just a list, a song, singing of the names of so many devotees, the devotees of Nityananda Prabhu, the principal devotees of, of Advaita, the principal devotees of, of Gadadhar Pandit. Hmm? He just lists them one after another. I've said before, the beautiful chapter is just to sing the name of the Parshadas, the internal retinue, associates of Mahaprabhu, whom we, 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 we really, our, our aim is to develop affinity for them, hmm? identification with them. They are the Sarup Shakti of Krishna. They personify all that our ideal. The ideal here is not as much Krishna as it is love of Krishna. Right? We want to attain prem to be prem, a unit of prem. And love has a shape by which it expresses itself. We want to develop love and give shape to it. This means form and transcendence and so forth. So, um, beautiful ideas and again, 10, 11, 12, so many devotees who will show up later now in the narrative are in, introduced. Hmm? And then in this chapter, the beginning of the narrative. But the beginning of the narrative is further prefaced, as we've seen, by... Um, Describing the, the divisions of the Leela, the Adi Leela, the Madhi Leela, the Anti Leela. Hmm? And he has said of these Leelas, the Madhi Leela is the most important Leela. Why? Because in the Madhi Leela, the way is shown. The way is shown. Yes, Anti Leela, the way is also shown, but the way to that way mm-hmm. is the Madhi Leela. Hmm? Namsan Kirtan, the active life and public life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? I was uh, once giving a, a talk, it comes to my mind, I've mentioned it before, and after the talk, uh, an Indian gentleman was present and he raised his hand and he said, Swamiji, you're talking about the uh, spiritual life and so forth and doing the chanting, but my thinking is that spiritual life should be private. Hmm? It should be a private thing, internal, private. And I said to him, I said, actually the fact is that the spiritual life should be such that the private life and the public life are non-different. <laughs> that is the idea. <laughs> when the private life and the public life becomes, become non-different. So this is what Mahaprabhu shows in, in the Madhilila. His private life and his public life are the same. There's no, he's a perfect... In this context, he was a sannyasin, a perfect sannyasin, perfect in adherence to the sannyas dharma, hmm? and so that uh, it, there was no spot, if you will, on the white cloth, as it's thought. A white, small spot on the white cloth shows up. Hmm? So, hmm? He, for his extended activities. To, to liberate those who dwelled in places where if he went as a sannyasi, he would be suspect, he commissioned Nityananda Prabhu to go. Hmm. And so this is a very active life. He's sending Nityananda Prabhu out. He's, he's, in, he's, in, he's empowering 
Rupa Goswami at, uh, at Prayag. He's uh, in, enlightening and also empowering and giving instruction to Sanatana Goswami and, and Kasi and, and Banaras. He's converting uh, the uh, whole of Jagannath Puri hmm, um, by way of converting the Guru, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Hmm. He's um, uh, conquering the South, so to speak, hmm. meeting Ramananda Roy there, deep, some deep talks hmm, about what the whole book is about. Hmm. This, this Ramananda Sambhad, the conversation between Ramananda Roy and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is like to the Chaitanya Charitamrita what the Bhagavad Gita is to the Mahabharata. Hmm. This essence. What is the way and what is the goal? Hmm? What possible goals are there? It's the ultimate goal and the way. Hmm? So, again, emphasis on the way with some, some theoretical knowledge about the goal. Of course, it was shown, revealed to Ramananda. Um, but in this way, traveling south, and then he went to Bengal twice, he went to Vrindavan. So, public life public life, active in the public life, hmm? and um, that all in the context of, of practicing Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? And from that, which is the shortest of his leelas, Krishna Das Kaviraj gives it six years hmm? only. Hmm? Then six more years of the, 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 the constitute the anti-leela where his life is moving from public to semi-private, and in the last 12 years, it's completely private. Hmm? But how he's arrived at that is instructive. Madhya Leela is instructing us. So this whole um, Leela, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu leaves Navadvip, is to show us how to enter into Navadvip, hmm? how to become a member there. Navadvip is the Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan, Vrindavan is inside of Nadia, like a lotus inside of a lotus. The idea is, of course, if you look into Krishna Leela, as I've many times said, as deep as you can, you find yourself in the Rasa Leela, and there you find Krishna making the confession to Radha and the Gopikas that your love exceeds anything that I have to offer in return. Therefore, your love itself, you must be satisfied with. Indeed, I want to taste it, hmm? and I will taste it. Hmm? I will go to the world, and I will become a sannyasi, and I will glorify it, hmm? and I will make devotees for you. Hmm? This is basically what he says <laughs> in the Gaudiya elucidations, explanations. This is deep in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in, in, in the Bhagavad, the deepest in Krishna Leela as you can get. This is the zenith of Krishna Leela, hmm? the Rasa Leela. Everything is a build-up to that, and everything after that is, is understood properly, reflecting back on that. And if we enter there, where do we find ourselves suddenly? We find ourselves standing in Gaur Leela. Hmm? And in, where are we, in, in, in Gaur Leela, we follow it through, and we find ourselves in, in Krishna Leela. Hmm? So, these two are... Uh, Different faces of the same Leela. I've compared it to a, to a reversible jacket. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a black jacket with gold cuffs, 
Mm. But you turn it inside out, it has black cuffs and a golden, golden, golden sleeves, something like that. Antar Krishna, Pahir Gauram. Inside he's black, means he's Krishna. Outside his complexion is golden. The color of Mahabhav, Maranatya Mahabhav. The, the, the humor and the hue of Radhika. Such an extraordinary idea. And it is this idea that we come to as this night's verse we we arrive at. Krishna Das is, has been, as I said, speaking about the different leelas. What it, what, briefly, very briefly, that there are three, they're broken up in this way. Hmm? The Adi Leela lasts for 24 years, the Madhi Leela for six, and 18 for the Madhi Leela, for the Anti Leela, totaling 48 years that Mahaprabhu was present in the world, and so forth. Hmm? Um, and then he gives a short synopsis of the Adi Leela, very short, a short synopsis of the Madhi Leela, a short, very brief synopsis of the Anti Leela, now he's going to begin actually narrating the, the Adi Leela. And he says that I'm going to begin it by giving a little more elaborate synopsis of it. Hmm? So it's a very extended uh, preface to actually entering into the, the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is where the story, of course, begins. He says here, concluding from the last uh, discussion, Adi Leela Shuttuliki. Shuna Bhaktagan Sanchepe Ligiye Samyak Najaja Likhan. He says, My dear devotees of, Ch- of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, let me now write a synopsis of the Adi Leela. You can see how much he's relishing this. Hmm? He can't he, he, he can't even start it. <laughs> he, he has it. He, <laughs> he's uh, he's so much uh, has taste with it. Uh, I, I says, he says I write these pastimes in brief because mm-hmm. it's just not possible to describe them completely. Hmm? He's trying to be as comprehensive as he can. Mm-hmm. He's deferred to Brindavan Das in this chapter and earlier in the eighth chapter as the real teller of the Leela of, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and how he. He envisions himself, Krishnadas is only filling in a little bit here and there, parts where the Leela wasn't fully um, uh, narrated by um, Vrindavan Das. But of course, he's doing that and so much more. Hmm? Here the very rich, rich and uh, deep uh, philosophy and theology of the Goswamis comes out in the, in the, in the Bengali verse of Sadhubhasya, of uh, Krishnadas. So, as I said, he begins here, where? Deep in Krishna Leela. Gaur Leela begins in Krishna says, Krishna Leela says, Kon vancha punalagi, prajendra kumar, avatina huite mani koilo vichar. He says, Brajendra kumar, means the young son of the king of Braj, hmm? Nanda Sutta, Nanda Tanuja, Krishna, Prajendra Sutta. Prajendra Kumar, he, uh, 
he he had he 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 engaged himself in deep reflection deep thought and introspection and this concerning some desires that had arisen in his mind and in order to fulfill those desires he decided to avatara to descend into the world under the earth so again this gorlila begins deep within the krishna lila and it's very beautiful uh, point for verse for for starting the synopsis the extended synopsis of the narrative of um, of the Adi Lila. Significant here is the fact that God is being described as someone who is lacking in something. This is very peculiar, theologically speaking. He's lacking in something. He needs to. He needs. He's seeking fulfillment. Now. How to understand this? Because God must be full and complete and perfect. Hmm? Indeed, it's said that the Atma is complete. The Atma, covered by Maya, Shakti, wants to be pleasured, wants to be secure, wants to be correct and virtuous, not knowing that it is a unit of pleasure. It's a unit of security, is a unit of virtue. It is sad, chit, ananda. Hmm? So it's throughout the Upanishads, the Vedanta, the self is called complete. Hmm? Often from a Gyan perspective, it's said there's there, in, in contemporary kind of neo-Advaita vad <laughs> that there's, to think that you need to be enlightened, that is, that is illusion. You already are enlightened. Hmm? You just have to understand it. Just stop thinking. And, and uh, There's some truth to that. What it means is, well, how much they, people say that, I don't understand that. No, that the, the self is never um, uh, cha- transformed, changed by the influence of Maya, any more than a light is changed if you put a put a box over it. If we take a box and put it over the light, well, we won't see any light, but the light is shining there. So our material covering is superficial, like that. So a very strong emphasis in Vedanta is that the self is full, is is complete, and here we find. The supreme self, the paramatma, is unfulfilled. So, how, I thought he was atmaram, hmm? self-satisfied. So this is an important point, of course, because what's happening in the life of Brajendra Kumar here is that he's analyzing his own swarup shakti. And his own swarup shakti, we have the three principal shaktis of Bhagavan: Maya shakti. Jiva Shakti and Swarup Shakti. Hmm. They're all said to be one and different from Bhagavan. But the Maya Shakti is more different than it is one. It's one with him 
in that it has no independent existence from him, but it's not very much like him. It's insentient, inert, it's asat, achit, and nirananda. Then we have the jiva. Well, let's go to the other end of the spectrum. The maya shakti is more different from Bhagavan than it's, than it's like Bhagavan. And the Swip Shakti is more like God than it is different from God. Hmm? And the Jeeva is kind of in between. Hmm? Ultimately, it's more like God, but it can find itself in a position when it's more unlike God under the influence of the Maya Shakti. So, a good example is the Godhead is fire. Fire has heat, light, sparks, and smoke. You can't have smoke without fire, right? Mm. Oh, it just happened. It's just something that's part of the fire. Smoke is the Maya Shakti in this example. The Jeevas are the spark, and the Srup Shakti is the heat and the light. It's luminous, means samvit, and heat means feeling, ladini. Hmm? But this Srup Shakti. It means the swarup shakti. It's the it's the shakti of his swarup. It's inherent in him. But Radha Krishna Pranaya It manifests outside of him as Radha. Hmm? But the interplay between Krishna and his swarup shakti is the interplay with himself, so to speak. Hmm? He does not consort with the Maya Shakti and he does not consort with the Jiva Shakti either. Hmm. But his Swarup Shakti blesses the the, 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 the Jiva Shakti and under the influence of the Swarup Shakti then Bhagwan hmm, interacts with the Jiva. Hmm. It means He's Atmaram. He does not have to go out of himself to be fulfilled. This is how much the Swarup Shakti is non-different from him. We say different and non-different. We say that Radha and Krishna are one. Mahabhav, Rasaraj, Duyekuru. One soul, two bodies. Something like that. It's a, our divinity is a is a dyad. Uh, sometimes the devotees like to insist that they're monotheistic, but there's two there, Radha and Krishna. But the two are one. <laughs> so, so he he yes here he is curious, and it's it's important to discuss. He has something that needs to be accomplished, needs to be fulfilled. He's supposed to be fully accomplished, and fulfilled. But this is is the exploration of himself hmm? and the exploration of himself as experienced in the personification of his Sarup Shakti. That is, of course, Bhakti Devi herself, Sri Radha. Hmm? So the other curious thing, of course, here is that he decides to do that by making avatar, by descending. Hmm? Why doesn't he do it in the, in the Paravyom? In the, that's the perfect place where everyone wants to go. 
<laughs> He's, he comes here. So some special place for the for the for the earth is found in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It's very like grounded. It's very earthy. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, it's uh, of course it's a pan. As I often say, pan-entheistic um, notion of God, which means that the world is also God, and the world and God is more than the world and beyond the world. He is the world. He's in it and beyond it at the same time. So, in the general sense, from a panentheistic point of view, the world, the earth, for example, a manifestation of it, is worshipable. Hmm? With, the, with the right understanding, for example, that the earth is one of the shaktis of Bhagavan, you can worship the Maya Shakti with that in mind and become fully Krishna conscious. Hmm. You've got that mm-hmm. perspective. Hmm. <laughs> it's like I've said, um, people talk about how to offer your food and how to do it right and so on and so forth. In the right frame, it, it, and we say, you know, we feed God, not hungry people. Because feeding hungry people will never end hunger, mm-hmm. hmm? but by giving our energy to God, then we can end hunger. It sounds very profound, but this is just a neophyte understanding of the whole thing. Hmm? The higher understanding is feed the people. Hmm? Why? Because Krishna says in the Gita, "I am the fire of digestion." Hmm? <laughs> so, will that put out hunger? No. Will you feed Krishna and end his hunger? No. <laughs> There's no end to hunger. Krishna will always want to eat more. Hmm? So, from a more spiritually advanced perspective, you can be doing something that the neophyte will think, this guy's in Maya. Hmm? He's doing food programs for the poor, for the hungry people. He should be serving Krishna. But so, there are Vaishnavaya Kriyamudra Vidyana Bhujai. There are so many examples the Vaishnavas acting in ways that that neophytes may misunderstand. Look at the example of Pundarik. Of course, Gadadhar wasn't a neophyte, but he plays the role of one in Gorlila when he misunderstands mm-hmm. the uh, apparent... Um, um, I want to say... Um, luxuri- luxurious lifestyle of, uh, of Pundarik and Vidyaniti. But when Mukunda detects that, reads the mind of Gadadhar and sings a song from the Bhagavatam hmm, about Ho Bhakiyam Stanakalakutam Oh, how fortunate is Putana, how wonderful is Krishna. He delivered Putana, gave her Vatsalya Rasa. And here, Vishabhanu Raj, the father of Radharani in Gaur Leela, hmm, who has parental love for Krishna, Here's the verse on the palanquin, and he falls off, starts drooling, goes into a, a trance, and Karatapan sees the symptoms, Satvika Bhavas. He can understand, oh, he's a great Vaishnav. What was he thinking? Who knows? What was he thinking on that palanquin? How he was looking at the world from a Krishna conscious perspective. And this also speaks to us about how, like I want to say, earthy or down to earth. Gaudiya Vaishnavism is. You have to understand that the renunciation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism 
involves a step back from the world of bias, prejudice, and attachment that doesn't enable us to see it for what it is so that we can see it for what it is and enter into it. Hmm? That's what the whole of Krishna Leela is speaking about. What's Krishna doing? Oh my goodness. Hmm? Seems very worldly. Hmm? But, but as the Upanishad says, Gopal Tepidin, Krishna's, I'm a brahmachari. Hmm? I'm a brahmachari. Doesn't look like you're a brahmachari. What is his angle of vision? Hmm? What is his perspective? What is his motive by which he's, he, what's behind his movements? The movements, for one thing, the motive behind it, the consciousness behind it. Hmm? So, of course, you're, we're all neophytes, so we practice, we offer the food, <laughs> do these things. But, hmm? Uh, the point here is that we step back the renunciation of Gaudiya Vaishnava. Renunciation causes us to see a thing for what it is, so to speak, because it brings objectivity. If we're too close to a thing, I mean by that to attach to it, we can't see it objectively. Hmm? So we step back from the world, see it for what it is. Oh, it's not what we thought it was. Hmm? But it's not also what some of the renunciates think it is. An unfit place. What is what, what, uh, to be? What does how, how does Vishwanath Chakravarti describe it? Vishwam Purnam Sukhayate. The, the world is an abode of happiness. He sees uh, uh, from a Krishna conscious perspective, everything to be offered in the context of being in relation. To, to Bhagavan. And Bhagavatam Prabhupada makes a nice and poetic statement, one of the ones that always stuck out in my mind. He said the devotee's business is to excavate the connection that all things have, like a miner mining for jewels with Krishna. Turn the coal of the world into diamonds. Hmm? Just like in a simple sense, we, we you know, here in Madhavan, we take the, the basic ingredients. Most of our the ceiling here has come from the Pochoti tree on the planet, on, on the on the on the property, uh, and so forth. And we've taken it and turned it into a not a house, but a temple. Right? Hmm. So, what is spiritual? What is material? So here, he's in the Golok. He wants to come to the earth to fulfill his ambition, to explore the, the implications of his of his shakti, how his shakti Radha perceives. Him, what she sees in him, that he cannot see, this the interplay of love between Radha and Krishna is what it's talking about. Mm-hmm. And so he says, "I, I come. He, he come. He had this. He's thinking in Golok, what to do? Mm-hmm. What is it in me that Radha sees that makes her the way she is?" And so, um, that with that in mind, thinking about it deeply here, coming to mature maturation in his thought process. Mm-hmm. This is some some mode of an existential crisis for crisis for Krishna. He decides, I will descend to the world of the humans, to earth, not to Tapaloka, Sudaloka, Brahmaloka, this loka, that loka, but to the earth, where people, where love is fully played out, where the human heart is confused with what love is. Hmm? It's similar but not the same. It's, it appears similar but different. 
Kam and Prem look similar, but they're very different. The human heart. We, 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 you see, we can speak from the point of view of knowledge about the world and the problems of attachment and how they, 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 attachment is the womb from which suffering is born and so forth. Hmm? Right? So you may move back from the world and so on. But for what? Hmm? Just to be. Just to be. Because being is compromised by attachment. Hmm? The sense of self derived from having, from attachment, is one that can't be sustained. So you don't want an ex- a sense of being that can't be sustained. You want an enduring sense of being, albeit a still one. Hmm? And then you start to think, well, I don't know if I want to be just still all the time. Maybe I just want to be temporary and at least move and feel love, even if there's a shadow of it, at least once. <laughs> hmm? This is where Bodhi Vaishnavism comes to solve the problem of Vedanta, <laughs> Bhakti Vedanta, mm-hmm. of Gyan. You see, this is the problem of Gyan. People are, in one sense, justified in saying, "I don't think I want to do that." <laughs> Gaudi Vaishnava says, "Yes, they're right. Hmm? There is love. Hmm? There is real love." Hmm? And so, the people who are chasing love here and Ignoring Vedanta, except for a few crazy ascetics. Hmm? Krishna's coming to be amongst them. Hmm? And the Siddhaloka, Tapaloka, they're not loving there. Hmm? In the ordinary sense, of the term, they're, they're meditating and, and worshipping and so forth. Uh, on earth, they're doing the kind of things that Krishna does. Hmm? Right? They're loving. Of course, it's a shadow, a reflection of love, but the full face of all that he is about turned backwards in the sense that he's not the center of it. This is on earth. So this is the perfect place for him to come. Hmm? Even his Golok, even the Golok, of course, is, is, is Gokul with Aishvarya. Hmm? But the Gokul, it is the center of the lotus of Golok. It's non different than the Gokul here. It's still a little... Sanatana says the Kadamba trees are bigger there. Hmm? Uh, so so the, the Leela, and this is a, a very esoteric point of Gaudiya Vaishnava, and the Leela is more fully played out in Gokul Vrindavan on earth. Hmm? So it's a very earthy place. Not just from the point of view that the earth and the material nature is one of the Shaktis of Bhagavan, as I said, from a panentheistic point of view and worshipable, but but in another sense, it's the cho- place of choice. So it's an earth-centric um, uh, perspective. And therefore we have every reason to um, to have a, some worshipable kind of regard for the place that we're in, hmm? to take care of it and so forth. And Gordy Vaishnavas is very um, uh, environmentally sensitive with its Worship of the fig tree, the banyan tree, mm-hmm. the, um, and uh, uh, all so many aspects of nature, the cows. Hmm? This is the extension of this Anga Bhakti to 
worship the banyan, sacred trees. The extension of that, Jiva Goswami says, to scratch the necks of cows, feed them fresh fodder, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Circumambulate them when the cows are pleased, Krishna is pleased. So, cow is another go, go is another name for earth, go is another name for the Veda. Krishna is actually mentioned in the Rig Veda, hmm? where in, a, in some very kind of covert ways there. It said the cows are, are, the, are the, they are the sounds of the Veda. Hmm? They're being herded by a cowherd boy. I'm just paraphrasing, paraphrasing the verse. It's, Godis have sorted, extracted this. You can thank the Goswamis for that. What kind of shastric minds they had to find such, such verses. Anyway, and this all for an academic person purpose, if you will, of supporting their, their real, realization with the, with the revelation. So anyway. Um, we've gone on about it to some extent, but here the point is that Krishna in the Leela is beginning, Gaur Leela narrative is beginning a synopsis of it, a more extended synopsis now of the Adi Leela, and it begins in Golok. Hmm? It begins in Krishna Leela, and it will take place on earth, close to us. Hmm? Close to us, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela is close to us in time also. Hmm. Real, in other words, it's, just from the modern point of view, it's a real historical event. People say, Krishna is a mythological event, not a real historical event. Well, the Goswamis speak about it as a historical event. It's ahistorical in another sense, because he's here and he's not here. Hmm. This is what the Gita says, he's here and he's not here. He's here, but not under the influence of the Maya Shah. Mahaprabhu, of course, is not the influence of the Maya Shakti either, but he's here in, a, in, a, in terms of recorded history. So, we'll stop and we'll, we'll, we'll hear more tomorrow night as to how that descent begins, what, uh, what, uh, what arrangements are made for the descent. Any question? Yes. So there is a correspondence between the Sankirtan of Mahaprabhu Nilvalila and the Rasalila in Krishna Krishna. And you said that the entry point from Krishna to Gaudalila is what happens uh, at at the whole climax of that Lila. Would you say that in Gaudalila, the entry point back into Krishna Lila is when Mahaprabhu is so absorbed? He's alone with Namananda. Yeah. And then he, he becomes Radha or Krishna. Yes, that's where he enters into Krishna Lila. And the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the last verse of Shikshastakam, which is at the end of the book, mm-hmm. it said, and Mahaprabhu has become Radha. Hmm. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Such an ending. His last verse, and this was spoken by Radha. It means Mahaprabhu was successful. Haribo. As he started with this, here, starting here, in the end, he, he did it. He fulfilled his ambitions. He, he, he experienced himself from her perspective. And this now should be celebrated forever. Such wonderful uh, thoughts and specifics 
about the Godhead, the psychology of, of God. It's very um, peculiar, I think. You know, you, you, the details aside, I mean, there are detailed descriptions of Krishna, his complexion, his what his attire, and so on and so forth. These are, of course, only attempts to try to say something about the experience of the personality of the Godhead with reference to things that that we are familiar with. None of those descriptions at all do justice to him. So while we like to think of them kind of literally sometimes and so forth, um, they are, after all, words and uh, um, descriptions of something that transcends words and, and descriptions. Of course, they're empowered descriptions, nonetheless, because they are the attempt on the part of great persons who deep, have deep experience to, to express it in words, so those words have power. But the actual reality of Krishna hmm, transcends. But the psychology of Krishna we're talking about here, this goes 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 deeper, the nature of the Absolute. It's so beautiful be, uh, because it's the nature of the Absolute in terms of the private life of the Godhead. Hmm? More often than not, in theology, you hear about the God in relation to us, all in relation to this um, world, hmm? in a different way in which I was talking about it earlier, of course. So... It's um, a very significant uh, penetration into transcendence that the Goswamis are, that Mahaprabhu is uh, bringing to us, affording us access to through Namsam Kirtan. What else? Any other question? All right. Sri Sri Krishna Balaram Ji Ki Jai. Sri Man Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. Sri Bhakti Minod Paribar Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakti Bindu Ki Jai. Good, Premanandi. Good.